Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Vinny Goodwill is here on Brother From Another. And I got to tell you, no, your sense of timing is impeccable. You have an impeccable sense of timing. Uh, that's a strength. I can't even say it's a weakness, even if it happens during a moment of weakness for me. Because on Sunday, as I was still processing the wounds, the very fresh wounds that I, not even from Detroit, that I was experiencing, after watching the Detroit Lions lose, give away the NFC Championship game to the San Francisco 49ers, I get a text from you. Uh, Very well done text. It's a little... Cinematic pan of the room, pan of the room. Then it rests, the camera stops on Vinny. And Vinny says, I told you, in a whisper. And I know, I, I could, but I couldn't tell Vinny, was that, was that pain? Uh, was that resignation? What was that? That voice, that wasn't like a, ha ha, I told you so. There was no laughter. It was a very quiet, I told you so. What was that? That wasn't pain. Sometimes you don't have to say things very loudly to get your point across. That's all it was. I told okay. you, I told you the Lions yeah. could win. Remember that? I said that, mm-hmm. that on this, this here airways, anywhere else, even on my podcast, I said the Lions can win. They can win. And for half, it looked like they would win. But you saw what I saw. They got, they got a little tight. The bullies got a little tight. It happens, right? Michael has seen that happen with his Ohio State Buckeyes time and time again over the past few years. What's that have to do And with for him? some teams... What does that have to do with anything? I'm sorry. I, like, it's so uh, off topic. It's so off topic. I'm just trying to talk about Detroit and somehow you bring... Like, we're not even talking about that. What, do you, what, what, what does that have to do with anything? That's what I want to know. Does it hurt? I'm sorry. Did I, did I, did I step on a nerve? <laughs> Does it hurt? No, go, go ahead. Keep going. Hope, Keep going. I hope it Keep hurts. Going about the I, hope it hurts. I hope it hurts. No, but I, honestly, for a half, they not only look like a team that could win the NFC title game convincingly, they look like a team that could win the Super Bowl. The way that they were moving the ball around, the way that Ben Johnson had that offense humming, it was a lot of misdirection. You had San Francisco confused. And I don't think I've ever can ever remember San Francisco being confused on the defensive end. Like, you can beat them, and teams have beaten the 49ers this year. But I don't think I've ever seen them confused. And I thought this is the type of performance that can lead to a Super Bowl win. Like, yeah. I said at halftime on Twitter, I said, I don't know if the Lions are the better team here, but I don't think that matters. They're playing like the better team here. And then the second half happened. The second half happened. And whether it was the Jameer Gibbs fumble or the fourth down calls, they got a touch of that. 
Couldn't breathe. Hard to breathe when your arms wrapped around but, your neck, Mike. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. It's funny that you say that because um, you're, you're right. Detroit did look like the better team for that first half. For the first half. The entire first half looked like the better team. They got to the point they were almost, they were flexing. They were showing off. They you remember the time they had Penny Sewell in motion. Oh, you're going to run your tackle in motion. That's what we're doing. Big number 58 is going to, uh, hey, I'm going to force you to declare the defense. I'm, we're going to put our tackle, our eligible tackle in motion to see what you do with it. And at one point, as they pointed out in the broadcast, he looked like he wanted to, re hey, hey, man, I'm open. It may have been better to throw to him than the Reynolds who couldn't catch the damn ball. Look, your short, your, your sweatshirt, your hoodie says Detroit versus everybody. On Sunday, it was Detroit versus itself. It was the Lions versus themselves. And that's what kills me. Everybody's talking about the fourth downs. I ain't tripping on the fourth downs because Dan Campbell has been doing that all year. They've had success in at least the first fourth down call, not the second one where they were confused, but the first fourth down call, it was a good call. Ben Johnson made a good call. All you got to do even with the ball is a little bit behind you in championship games, the standard goes up. Vinny, you were talking about this the other day and not to mix uh, sports, but to mix sports here a little bit. You were talking about Joel Embiid getting it done in the regular season, you know, giving you 35. Well, if you're going to give me 35 in the regular season, I'm not going to stop there. The game's getting more important. I want 37. I want 40. Yeah, that, that maybe that's a little unrealistic, but you've already set the regular season standard and you understand that the level goes up in the playoffs. I'm sorry, Reynolds. If the ball is two degrees behind you, five degrees behind you, and you can get two hands on the ball, damn it, catch the football so we don't have to talk about fourth downs and all these people who haven't watched the Lions all year are weighing in. Oh, oh you can't do that. Uh, you can't turn down points. And that's not the way to play the game. No, they've been playing the game all year. They were 12 and five. He should have caught the ball. They should have won a damn game. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so upset. You know what this is? You know what this is? This is a man that does not want to talk about the San Francisco 49ers. This is not about Detroit love. It He's is about not Detroit. A Michigan. He's not a state of Michigan ally. Do not. No, no, I can't stand fooled. Michigan. Do but not I love be fooled by the act that he's putting on Always here. Have. He does not. He does not want to talk about Brock Purdy. He does not want to talk about Christian McCaffrey fine. and George Kittle. He, look, didn't I tell you? Oh, is that why didn't, they lost? Didn't I tell you? No, no, no. Didn't I tell you? Okay. Last week. Didn't I tell you last week? I told you last week because I was there when I said it that the Lions getting everything up the middle against the Buccaneers <laughs> and against the Rams. It was going to be a different ball game when you got Fred Warner. Didn't I say that? Different ball game yeah, when you get Greenlaw on the other side. And Fred Warner made the huge play in on on was it? I think it was second down, second down and goal. When the Lions' head were forced to take a timeout because they ran the football. Sometimes all it takes is just making that, that one play. And that and I'm dumb. with you in general. I'm with you in general on Dan Campbell. This is the guy that you hired. This is the guy who has built the culture, and that's going forward on fourth down. You're expressing confidence in your team. But you're not playing this game like you're playing every other game. You're not playing this game to try to play scared, but you play the game in front of you. And sometimes 
just to quell the bleeding, sometimes you take the field goal. And you want to know why you play the game in front of you? Are we, sure we, would have, are we sure you would have made it? Are we I'm, sure I'm not sure. He, he, he clearly didn't. He clearly doesn't trust his kicker, which is an issue that the Lions are going to have to address this offseason. This is not the days of Jason Hansen, who looked like he was, you know, 20 when he was 40. Right. This is this, that's the kicker of my youth, which was Jason Hansen, Mr. Reliable, Mr. Dependable. That that's not the case here. But I will say this: if you're talking about Dan Campbell being completely consistent to his personality. Do they take the field goal at the end of the first half? Or do you go for it and you try to end the game there? So for everybody that says Dan Campbell was completely consistent and it goes for it the entire game, no, he doesn't. Because that was a much more gettable points to get seven when you could have got seven or six at the end of the first half. And you could have literally knocked the San Francisco 49ers out of their misery. You could have. Knock them they, out. Weren't, they weren't defeated. But they were beaten. That's how you could you could tell you know how you know how you know how you know when a team is beaten, Michael Holly. How happy they are when they come back against you. They were ecstatic. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. When, when you expect right. to come right. back, you keep it cool. You keep it G. Right. You keep it funky. Right. They were not keeping it G. They looked like a team that was given a new lease on life, and the Lions were the ones to give it to them. Whether it was the play calling, the play execution, whatever it was, the Lions gave them every single opportunity on both sides of the ball. And I'm I'm with you on this because I've seen people over the past couple of days say, the Lions will be back. And I'm not going to go to the Lions of my childhood. I'm not going to go to the 1991 Lions that got waxed in Washington by one, arguably one of the greatest teams we've ever seen, the greatest one-year teams we've ever seen. But just in general, the state of the NFL with free agency, with trades, with salaries, like there's going to be a team that rises up the same way the Detroit Lions rolls up this year, even though a lot of people saw it coming. Maybe it's Green Bay next year. Maybe Dallas gets their act together. But when you get close, you have to take your cuts. You have to maximize. And here's the thing, Michael Holly, that you don't know because you're not a child of Detroit. Detroit sports fans are used to heartbreak in a way that is so familiar because they know what comes on the back end or they believe they know what comes on the back end. 1987, Isaiah throws the ball away to Larry Bird, right? Two games later, well then, Adrian, Adrian yeah. Dantley, Vinny Johnson bump heads. A year later, Isaiah twists his ankle. Bad. Bill Lambeer, phantom foul against L.A. in the form, game 688. And they, and, the and they get... Shut up. I watched That's it. not I true. Went, went, you know it's not true. Foul. That's a good foul. Not, not, go that was not a foul. But they won. But, but, but they, they came out of it. But they, yes, they're, you, they're used to the heartbreak and getting something out of it. That's not the guarantee. That's not the guarantee. Right? Remember Green Bay? I'm not saying the Green Bay that lost to Tampa Bay a couple years ago. I mean the Green Bay that had a, was it a 16-point lead against Seattle in the yep. NFC Championship game? And there was the botched onside kick. And Seattle came back and won in overtime. And they went yep. to the Super Bowl again. That was probably the best Green Bay team that we've seen post-Super Bowl. And they've never gotten that close again. They've gone back to the NFC title game. But they've never been that close 
to winning. We thought that uh, the Philadelphia Eagles were a juggernaut. 10 and 1 to start the year. That train was going back to the Super Bowl. What happened? They looked like a that team that didn't track. want to play in a bowl game. So let's Side not track. assume. Let's not assume that the Lions will be back. They just blew it, man. They yeah, blew they, it. They, they blew it. Hey, right, let's hear from uh, let's hear from Dan Campbell. And then we're gonna uh, switch gears and talk about another Detroit story. Here's Dan Campbell post game. This may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware, and it'll be. It's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's that's the reality. And if we don't have the same hunger and the same work, which is a whole other thing, once we get the off season, um, then we got no shot of getting back here. I don't care how much better we get or what we add or what we drive. It's irrelevant. Um, it's going to be tough. Everybody in our division is going to be loaded back up, and uh, you know you're not hiding from anybody anymore. Everybody's going to want a piece of you, and uh, which is fine. You know, which is fine, but um, so it's hard. You want to make the most of every opportunity, and we we had an opportunity, and we just couldn't close it out. It's it does it stings. It stings. Oh, damn. Well, uh, speaking of an opportunity, because you know Dan Campbell couldn't have said it better than that. He really couldn't have. In character, said it uh, extremely well. Speaking of an opportunity, Ben Johnson, we think. And then this is all based on reports. Man, we really don't know uh, what these other organizations are offering, if they really are interested in Ben Johnson as a head coach. Because when you take yourself out of uh, when, when you take yourself out of consideration for the job, there are two ways to go go with that. Either you want to stay in Detroit and win, or you know I took myself out of consideration for Beyonce and then therefore she married Jay-Z. Come on, this is totally it's fiction. I was never in it. I was never a candidate, okay? It wasn't happening. But I, I'm going to go to the media and say, I took my name out of consideration. I, I, I wish her the best. Yeah, I love the sister. Very talented. I wish her the best. Okay. So Ben Johnson invested in Detroit and he sees something special or is Ben Johnson, after these interviews, is he just not the guy that these franchises are looking for? Benny, you could be an offensive guru. You could be an offensive wizard, but not a leader, uh, not head coach material. We've seen it in many sports where somebody is a really good assistant, somebody's a really good coordinator, but when they go up another level, it doesn't quite work out. What do you think? I think it could be either one of those things. I think we can be realistic and say, I don't know why we are giving the Washington franchise the benefit of the doubt, considering the franchise they've been for the last 20 damn years. You know, even with though Daniel Snyder is gone, they have not shown themselves to make great decisions. Now, usually it doesn't seem like football franchises take this long to make decisions on head coaches. They like to get their guy. So you can get in the building, you can build your staff, you can start on draft prep and free agency and everything else. I'm not sure Ben Johnson was or wasn't the guy, but the fact that they were waiting combined with that long ago report from Josina Anderson, I believe of CBS Sports, when Josina said, you know, Ben Johnson's asking prices $15 million and it's scaring people Ooh. away. And everybody and everybody laughed at it. Everybody says, you're tripping, you're crazy. You know, who knows where you get that number from. But then there was a number, there was a, a report, a little, a little snippet, a little nugget, 
Adam Schefter, when Adam Schefter said Washington believed that Ben Johnson's asking price was too high. Now, is your asking price too high? Tell you a quick story. You'll like this. All right. You'll like this. All right. All right. I was in college. I was in college. Buddy of mine story was time. a this modern. Is, first of all, yeah. everybody, let, let's caption this story time with Vinny. We got story time with Vinny. Vinny, go. So I can't name him because I'm sure he wouldn't want to be named. And it, it was not me, all right, because I, I don't have this type of audacity. But a one-time buddy of mine, there was this, let's just say she was an aggressive member of the opposite sex, all right? And she was talking okay. about, you know, telling everybody how she was going to get him and he, you know, she was going to tame him and everything else because he was a modern-day Lothario. You know what I'm saying? He was getting it off. And she one day said something with an earshot of him. And I can't say the first word he said to her, but I will tell you the rest. He said, bleep, you can't afford me. All right? (laughs) He said that to her. All right? Usually it's the other way around. He said that to her. If that's Ben Johnson looking at the Washington franchise and saying, you know what? For me to take this job means that y'all are going to have to pay me way more than what the job is worth, way more than maybe that I'm worth as an offensive coordinator because we don't know how he can lead. He can fix Jared Goff, but do we know who the Washington quarterback is going to be next year? Do we know if they can go? Who? Who? Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, LSU. Uh, the Washington Commanders select Jaden Daniels, quarterback, LSU. It could be. Could it be Justin Fields? Could it be Russell Wilson? You know what I mean? Like, could could it be another yeah. reclamation project like Jared Goff was in Detroit for him? But when you're a leader of men, you don't you can't just focus in on the quarterback. You can't just hone in on this one position, albeit the most important position, was there something in the Washington structure that did not appeal to him? Or did he just want to use the interest to build up his value, right? Yes. Yes, that's smart. So next year when he comes on the market and there's a better job on the market, there's a job with a quarterback, yeah, yeah, his heart can be in Detroit. That's fine. But But that wallet got common sense. That's all I'm gonna say. That wallet got common sense, and maybe there's no yeah. upside in Washington. But maybe there. But but these jobs change every year, every single year. My man. heart. That's why I go with that. My heart is in Detroit. That's cool. That's cool. It's a great quote right now for a hurting city. But you know how the media is, Ben Johnson. You take a job next year. That quote's gonna come up. It's like people, just people are mean. People are mean. Oh, remember when you said your heart's in Detroit? So, like, why are you in Seattle? Well, it won't be Seattle. Uh, why are you in Cleveland? Especially Cleveland. Why are you in Ohio? Your, your heart's in Michigan. You in Ohio. What's wrong with you? You a Buckeye? You a secret Buckeye? You down with them? I don't you, know. You, you really hurt. Of- you really hurt. You really hurt by that. <laughs> you, you are hurt. Up. Hey, look, he is hurt. He is, y'all. He is hurting over there. He is. He is in pain. Man, y'all remember that scene when Boomerang, where Robin Givens dumped Eddie Murphy? You know, because she was late to the. She she didn't show up to the concert. It oh, worked no, out no, for she, him. She, it, no, 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 it no, she, no, no. Don't worked out for no, Marcus. It wasn't. He, 
it wasn't late to the concert. It was the strong J at the restaurant. And she found out that she was bragging. She was bragging about her conquest on him. And he yep. felt like a piece of meat. He got dumped. And when he showed up to work the next day, they had that sad ass song playing when he was walking through the office. And all those women who he had charmed were laughing at him behind his back. Remember that? That's how hurt you are. Of course. That's how hurt you I are. Remember. You hurt. And you know what? And I and I'm not even hurt by the, by number three, like consecutive loss number three. It was number two. It was number two at the crib. At the horseshoe, we had CJ Stroud. We're feeling good. Got Michigan coming in. Okay, last year, that's a one-off. That's an aberration. We got him. And it was looking good early. And and, and it, uh, yeah. Anyway. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Uh, speaking of pain, you know, you have your pain, kind of, from Detroit. I have my pain. 117 to 74. Stay with me. Stay with me. In Ohio. And we're going to take it to another part of the country. We're going to take it to Maryland. There's pain in Maryland, too. Isn't that right, Rita Hubbard? There's pain in Maryland because the Baltimore Ravens, they were supposed to have it, too. Number one seed. They blow everybody out at the bank. Come on into M&T Bank. Come on in. Come on in. Sit down. We'll give you a lollipop. We'll give you a little duffel bag. I'm going to send your ass home with a beatdown, just like they do at the bank. We're going to send you home with a 30-point loss. And sure enough, they scored 10 points, Rita. The Baltimore Ravens scored 10 points in a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Tell us how, why, what, Rita, help. I mean, y'all saw it. Y'all saw exactly what happened. The Ravens did nothing that they did to get there. That's exactly what happened. And uh, you know, when you start getting cute and you look on the other side of the uh, of the the sideline and you see Patrick Mahomes over there and you think that you want to outduel Patrick Mahomes and get into a a, a dog fight that you're not used to, that's what happens. And so uh, ironically, it's funny because Patrick Mahomes actually had a more balanced game than Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense that got them there to begin with. So I don't know what happened here. I don't know if somebody decided that this was gonna be Lamar Jackson's legacy game and they decided to do something completely different or if they just completely unraveled at the seams very early on and abandoned the run early. But 
regardless, uh, that is not how they ended up being the number one seed. That is not how they ended up being in the AFC championship game. My least favorite thing, y'all, is when people start getting brand new and, and being somebody they not. Vince brought up Boomerang. I'm going to bring up another example, too, on The Different World when Kimberly Reese was singing and then she forgot who she was and she came out with that nasty, bad Jerry Curl looking wig. That's what happened with the Ravens on Sunday. They forgot who they was. They forgot how good that they were at what they did. They tried to be somebody what they that they weren't with that nasty Jerry Curl wig that they put on on Sunday that didn't there's, there's affect question, anybody though. out there, including the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's a question, was, was Todd Munkin wearing the Jerry Curl wig? Was it Lamar wearing the wig? Was it Lamar and no, Munkin? Lamar where, where, and Munkin. Oh. Lamar and Monkin, because Lamar got to take some blame too. Like I've had an opportunity guys to kind of look at some of the film from that game. And it is, it's bad. I mean, there was opportunities for Lamar to run the ball. The strip sack fumble to me, I think is the worst part because the, first of all, he's holding the ball too long. And then that was something that was happening pretty regularly in that game. But then there's a lane that he probably gets about 20, 25, 30 yards there and he just chooses not to do it instead he wants to look down the field it's almost like Lamar has allowed these narratives that he's heard whether he has chosen to hear them or whether they've just been brought to him you know involuntarily to affect how he's played football thus far it's almost like he wants to show us that he can be the quarterback that can win games with his arm forgetting that his superpower package is his legs as well and I just don't understand why that game, the biggest game of your career, you decide mm. that you don't want to do your biggest superpower that got you there to begin with. Rita, the thing that stuck out to me, and I'm not sure if it stuck out to you, but it just felt like an all-around unraveling when Zay Flowers, you know, the taunting penalty. Now, I don't know what he said, and then spinning the ball, but it looked like Travis Kelsey was doing a lot of the same thing. So I wonder if what he did was like solely, you know, over the top, plus the dive to the end zone. Did it just look like the early start shook them and they were never able to get their legs underneath them? They were chasing point. They were chasing the moment. Is that what it felt like to you? Yeah, it did. And it's funny because neither side of the ball started out doing what they did the defense though eventually went back the defense started out playing like a cover two something that they don't really do a ton they play a lot of single high and that's what makes them really great and then for whatever reason they decided that they were going to play cover two and put everything in front of them and Patrick Mahomes ended up being 10 for 10 so then eventually they went back to what they were great at and essentially they shut them down but not before scoring 17 points in the first half. And I do think that the Ravens got really like nervous and skittish here and decided that they were going to try to do some things too, as opposed to just keeping honest, saying 17 points ain't a lot. This defense is still really good. Our offense is still really good. We got to do our game. And instead of doing that, they just fed into what the Chiefs do best, which is extremely weird to me. They, I want to say that they got out coached, but to me, I don't think yeah. it was that. I think that they just, I think mm. that they outsmarted themselves. Football to me is a very simple sport, y'all. It is very yeah. simple. You are supposed to get, you are supposed to take what teams give you. Kansas City Chiefs had the 28th ranked rush defense. They didn't have Willie Gay at linebacker because of a neck injury. They have a top four pass defense. And for whatever reason, they decided to throw the ball. 
all day. And so, you know, you tried to do something that is not who you are. And that's how you ended up sitting at home planning to go to Cancun or Cabo while Taylor Swift and them is going to Las Vegas and going to the Super Bowl because one team stayed true to themselves. The other team tried to be somebody that they're not. Well, they were out coaching. Look, look, if you got that rushing attack, if you if, what you just outlined beautifully, if that's what you're going up against and you got a head coach who's won a Super Bowl before and and you've got Lamar Jackson and you've got Edwards and you got justice. I mean, like, come on. Like, what, what, what are you doing? You should be those guys didn't even run the ball. You look at the attempts that they had. Andy Reid got it right. He had a bunch of attempts, low yards, low yards per carry, but a bunch of attempts. So Get Baltimore, that's what they that's what they do. And the other thing is, this is why they got out coaching. Yes, you have to hold the, the person in charge responsible, but people have to be accountable for their actions. Zay Flowers played right down the street at Boston College. Happy for him, first round pick, really talented kid. Man, he looked young. Like, okay, you ain't like, like, ain't like you scored. You had a nice long run. You did a little zigzag. Then you do a little spin and then stand over him. You ain't done nothing yet. We still trailing. Get your ass back to the huddle. That's yeah. one. And then Kyle Van Noy, who I've seen play here, who has been part of a Super Bowl team. What are you doing, dog? You don't get away with headbutts. You might get away with a little push. You might get a little away with a little trash talk. A headbutt, they go catch you, even if the other guy did it first and the other guy didn't do it first. So they just did, they lost their minds, Rita. They lost their minds from the coaching staff to the people on the field. Kansas City, I got to give Kansas City all the love that Kansas City is receiving and Mahomes is receiving, but it was a squander. They squandered yeah. a golden opportunity. Yup, they self-imploded. And one team showing you that they've been there before. You see how that goes? Even with all the intimidation that they did, even with all of the things that they did, Travis Kelsey absolutely started that situation. But we all know that the person who retaliates is the one that's going to get the flag. So instead of just walking away, you would decide to feed into it, something that the Ravens typically have not done all year, probably because they've not been in that position Oh, yeah. So you allowed yourself to get out of character against a team who has been there before. Now this is their fourth Super Bowl. See, maybe if you just took some notes and see what they did on the other side of the ball, maybe you could be there. But instead, you allowed yourself to get out of character. You allowed yourself to outcoach yourself and outsmart yourself and not be who you are. And now you are in a situation where you are. So you got to give Kansas City the the, the respect of, look, they know exactly who they are. They don't change for anybody. And they also have Patrick Mahomes back there that can essentially do anything with any cast. Because this is probably the worst cast fans, Kelsey, that he's had thus far. But at the end of the day, what they don't do is try to be somebody that they're not, try to do things that they're not. Steve Spagnola is the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, he hasn't done anything different that he's done all year, guys. He hasn't changed anything. He does the exact same thing. He zones the linebackers. He plays man coverage with the cornerbacks. And for whatever reason, y'all decided, I want to challenge the all-pro cornerbacks that they have yeah. as opposed to not challenging the rush defense that was already vulnerable due to injury. Oh, and by the way, the defensive end ended up leaving the game at some point. Even more reason why you should run the football. I, I just don't understand what the Ravens were doing over there that day. They don't either, quite frankly. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're still diagnosing a lot of that and and sitting in mourning. Now, the day after usually is very like emotional. 
nationally. And there was a name that sort of came in my head, and I thought about it. Lamar Jackson's going to win his second MVP. It's, it's by consensus. Looks like he's going to win his second MVP. And he hasn't gotten to the Super Bowl yet. And he's had some underwhelming playoff performances. You know who that reminds me of? Quietly. Doesn't that, isn't that Peyton Manning's music? Do y'all see Peyton yes, Manning anywhere around here? Yep. That reminds me of Peyton Manning, who eventually got over the hump. But do you see the parallels there? Yeah, for sure. I've seen a lot of people talk about that. Um, and I do see that for sure. It's funny because obviously we didn't have the internet back in the day when Peyton Manning was going through it. But, but I absolutely was one of those people that was like, Peyton Manning, y'all say it's so great. And he ain't won a Super Bowl yet. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely remember the struggles that Peyton Manning has had. Lamar has what it takes to get to a Super Bowl. But and when you look at his playoff appearances, the 2019 divisional round game against the Titans, they abandoned the run. The 2023 AFC Championship game, they abandoned the run. The 2020 Divisional Round game against the Bills, they abandoned the run. So I'm confused as to why there's data. If me sitting on my couch can tell you mm. that abandoning the run is a bad idea, I am confused why you have yet to do that. And then I looked up another stat, guys. Lamar has thrown... Uh, around the same amount of uh, pass attempts from what he did on Sunday two times last season. One against the Steelers, which was a loss. One against the Rams, which essentially had to go into overtime. The data says that you have to have balance. And I don't understand why Lamar or Munkin or Harbaugh or whoever was responsible for what happened on Sunday felt like leaning into passing the ball when you were only essentially down 17 points with a whole half remaining doesn't it just doesn't make sense to me the only thing I can hope is that Lamar learns from this and leans into his superpower which is he is the total package he can throw the ball but he also can run the ball he's electrifying when he runs the football and he's the also the leading rusher of this team he has to get back to doing what he does best and once he realizes that he has to be who he is and stop listening to the outside noise, I think Lamar can get over the hump. You know what, uh, Rita and, and Vinny, it's going to be a cruel summer in Baltimore. <laughs> God, come on, you see what I, come on, come on, come on. Anyway, it's going to be a cruel summer in Baltimore as they figure out, yeah, it's a Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift line. Come on now, give it, give it to me, give it to me. Uh, I don't as, know. See, I don't listen to that to... lady music, so I don't. I don't even know that what that reference was. So uh, uh, see, okay, I know, but we get it. It's a nice little transition. Nice little yeah, transition. I was, I was, I was excited I was myself confused. on I was, that one. I was, I was so I, confused that I was thinking it was like, but, like some 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 but, different level of music reference that just went over my head. But thank no, you. No, no, but I, I no, think I, I know one I'm Taylor Taylor Swift song. Maybe shake you don't know one song. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I think that's it. I shake it off the only song that I know. Y'all know Lavender Haze? Is it over now? You don't know that song either? Taylor Swift. Okay, version? I know that anyway. song. But for you to okay. ask me Taylor Swift songs that's not Shake It Off, <laughs> hey, bro, I don't have I don't have nothing for you. I promise. <laughs> Was it over when she... No, nah, I can't the whole thing. I'm going to get into it. All right, look. Taylor Swift, you mentioned it, Rita. They, it, the, the Ravens had a chance to end this Taylor Swift story. Super, the football version. Foot, not Taylor's version, football version. They could have ended this story. Travis Kelsey would be going home. Taylor Swift back on tour. And the Ravens 
taking on the San Francisco 49ers again in Vegas. That's what it could have been. But Vinny, uh, you said something like, you know, Taylor, just can we get a break for 12 to 15 minutes? What's the problem? What's the problem? I, you know, I, I think it's a good thing for the, for the NFL. It's a great thing for the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I'm not distracted. I'm not bothered. Taylor Swift on the field. It doesn't take away from my viewing experience at all. So why do you say you want your 12? You're missing, you missing it. You know what 12 to 15 minutes is? You know what that equates to? Michael Holly, you know what 12 to 15 minutes is? That is the what approximate is length of the Super Bowl halftime show. All I'm asking for during the halftime show is just to see Ursher. That's it. I don't need to see okay. Taylor Swift lip syncing. I don't need to see her, you know, what if she dances, Wax I'm not sure if she dances. don't need none of that. Yeah, yeah, I don't need none of that. Hey. I just want the halftime show to feature the star of the show. And that's that. You I don't I'm not bothered by seeing Taylor Swift during the game. Support your man, all that stuff. You know, fly across the country, everything else. I'd rather see fly across Patrick the world Mahomes senior. I'd rather see Patrick Mahomes senior because he is which thing is not quite like the other. But if people want to show her, it doesn't bother me that much. But I do if for the halftime show, just for the halftime show, just want to see, the, just want to see the start of the halftime show. That's all. That's all I meant by that. Well, I'm gonna tell you this, Rita. I hope Vinny's right. I hope we don't see Taylor Swift at halftime because if y'all heard about this conspiracy theory going off. I, it may not be uh, in circles that you visit. Uh, these are circles that teen t- uh, tend to lean to the right, to the far right. And so the theory is Taylor Swift is here and she's going to come out at halftime with Travis Kelsey. I didn't make this up. It's out there. You can look it up. I ain't making it up. All right, fact check me on this. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey going to come out at halftime of the Super Bowl, of the Super Bowl, and they're going to say, Vote Joe Biden. So Taylor Swift is an <laughs> operative. She's a Democratic operative at the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, man. what the hell's going hey, on here? What? Hey, man. I, and y'all mad about? And y'all, and y'all mad about Dan best. Campbell? Hey, man. That would be the <laughs> most anything outside of Usher. That would literally Usher would be first. But if that happened, I ain't gonna even lie. I would be wildly entertained because. Oh, God, so many people would just lose their minds if that happened. So while we know that's not happening, Travis Kelsey got to prepare for another half of football. Hey, man, give me all the drama. I want it. I really, but make sure Usher performs first. What you won't do is have my man out there performing and then y'all not paying him no mind because of what happened. If y'all going to go ahead and crash this halftime party, you better wait till it's over. Okay, let my man have his 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, you you but you use you using logic. You using logic, Rita. Okay, of course. Hey, you know, Travis Kelsey, players, this is what players do. Players at halftime, players generally don't come out of a locker room at halftime to take the mic and say anything. They guess what that guess what else they ain't gonna say? Vote Trump. They ain't gonna say vote Trump. They ain't gonna say vote Biden. They ain't gonna say nothing. They ain't gonna say nothing. They gonna say, give me the ball. They're going to say, get off the field. They're going to say, we're trying to win a Super Bowl. Anyway, that's enough. Rita, (laughs) always good to see you. Always good to see you. Thank y'all so much for having me. I just want to say, whatever they on, I don't want it.
<laughs> That's right. Hey, Thanks, wait, not only, not only do you not want it, you don't need it. We don't need it. None of it. We don't need, don't need it. it. Of course, don't need. Leave it. that stuff alone. That stuff and mess. That stuff and mess with your mind now. Okay. Absolutely. We need an intervention. Thank y'all for having. Me. We need it. We need an intervention for the folks who are pushing that. Thank you, Rita. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented... They'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. <laughs> oh, man. That's, and that's real. Vision that, look that up. That's, no, that's that, real stuff. I, I thought I saw something like that, but I, te- I tend to stay away from those rivers and lakes on, yeah, on me my too. social I, media. I just kind of like, I, I just kind of like from afar, just kind of like, oh, what, what is that? What? You know, get the binoculars. I got to keep my distance. I got to keep my distance, but I, you know. It's out there. It's out there. That little thought. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, speaking of things that are out there that I can't mm. even haven't allowed myself to imagine like this world. I should because the person I'm bringing up just turned 39. See, 39 years old, LeBron mm. James. Mm. So this mm. year, 2024, mm. a long way off. End of this year, he'll be 40 years old. And Le- LeBron James, you know, tweeted out the hourglass and the sand mm. was pretty much almost almost out. Now, is he just now we know he's a marketeer. He's uh, uh, he, he's an entertainer. Uh, he is he engages on social media. Mm. What do you think mm. that means? And his team's not very good. His team's not very good. They lost again last night. They always lose. They suck. They really do. Uh, like, not a very good basketball team. They ain't going nowhere fast. What do you think LeBron James meant with this uh, with this tweet? I mean, to do a cross sports reference, our old buddy Chris Berman, tick 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 tick. That's what it feels like, right? And for those who don't know, I sent in that caption last night. How much sand is in LeBron's hourglass? I sent that well before the tweet came out. We, you can have Gary Carter really? and that. You can. Have, they. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I promise you that one. I was speaking, not because I have a mind reader, but I was speaking from a performance standpoint, right? LeBron just turned 39. You know who else just turned 39 a few weeks before LeBron? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Me. I turned 39 a few weeks before LeBron, right? Tick, 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 tick. Finally. Tick, tick, tick. Chill out. Chill out. And no shampoo chronicles today. All right, chill out with that. <laughs> <laughs> but not today. It, it's amazing. Maybe another. It, day. It's a no, not ne- never, never. 
But I will say this. For LeBron to be performing at the level that he's performing, at least what the numbers say, the raw numbers say LeBron is performing at a level that not only 39-year-olds can't perform at, but very few players in today's game can't perform at. But yet, it's not in the context of winning. And Anthony Davis has been one of the best two-way forces in the game. He's a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. The Lakers do have a top-10 defense, so you know that his numbers and his effect on that end is legitimate. But the Lakers' offense is anemic for yet another season. Not only are they below 500 at this point, Michael Holly, they have a bottom-10 offense. Now, I remember the days where you can put LeBron and four dudes from the YMCA. You can put LeBron with the junk from Sanford and Sun's Garage. And not only would he carry a team to the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals, they'd have one of the best offenses there along the way. So I would say a philosophy change is necessary for the Lakers. And that's not just the trade deadline thing. You know, you maybe you maybe you ship Austin, Austin Reeves out. They don't want to. But D'Angelo Russell is the player on the firing line, right? Rui Hachimura has been underutilized. The way that the Lakers have built their team, being built around LeBron James, being this version of himself, is not going to be good enough in this Western Conference, in this NBA. And with LeBron, Michael Holly, remember, LeBron can opt out of his contract <clears throat> this summer. Okay. He can leave. He can leave. I'm not saying he will, but he can leave. And you have to ask yourself, if you are the Los Angeles Lakers franchise, if we're going to be in business with LeBron James, which they should be, right? We're going to be in business with him. And we want to be in the championship business. Can it look this way? And if the answer is no, there's going to have to be meeting of the minds. Not just now until the February 7th trade deadline. 22nd time. But in April. 22nd time. <clears throat> you know they don't 20? do the 22nd anymore. You know they don't do 20 anymore. Uh, okay. But go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. All right. All right. Uh, old, okay. Old school 20. <laughs> they go. Uh, now, they don't have to do this now anymore because that was based off the 20. No, this is not a 20. This is a full one. Okay. Time out. The answer is no. <laughs> you said if the answer is no championship window. Can I just stop? The answer is no. They're not going to win the championship. Do I know who's going to win the championship from the Western Congo? Who's going to represent the West uh, in the NBA Finals? I don't know. I do know it won't be the Lakers. I don't know if it's going to be the Thunder or the Wolves or the Nuggets <clears throat> again or the Clippers, but I know. I know that 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 it will not be the Los Angeles Lakers. And guess what? They know too. They know too. LeBron James knows. There's no move they can make that's going to make them a championship contender. They're not good enough. They can't do it. It's not going to happen. So now you were saying they should do something. So let's just let's just fast forward and say they they know today on the uh, on the verge of Black History Month, LeBron, on the verge of Black History Month, you know that you're not going to win a championship. So what happens? What do the Lakers do? That's an interesting question. Because you know that when you've had things work in your favor, last year they traded Russell Westbrook and they got the pieces back 
and they were on the run largely without LeBron James in uniform. Remember, LeBron broke Kareem's record and then disappeared for a couple weeks because his body was ailing, his foot was ailing, and the Lakers got themselves got their feet underneath themselves. The Lakers never operate in a world, Michael Holly, where winning a championship is out of reach for him. That's been other than those short years on Kobe in Kobe Bryant's twilight, where they were paying Kobe Bryant the balloon payments and everything else, you know, to show him their appreciation after his Achilles injury and before his retirement, they knew that they were in a different place. But there's been very few seasons over the past 20 years. I'm not even going to go back to the end of the Showtime era. I'm not even going to go from 1980 on when they've always had a superstar, where they've had very few seasons. Like literally, if you go through the history of the Lakers franchise from 1980 up until now, that is 43 damn years. You know how many seasons they have gone without a legitimate superstar, Michael Holly? Do you know? Do you know from 1980 to now? Do you know how wow. many seasons they've gone without a legitimate superstar and, and thus legitimate championship expectations? I'm going to say zero. The number right? is, no, no, no. No, it's higher than zero. Magic Johnson retired in November of 91. So they go from 92 to 96. Six. With That's Shaq, a right? so four, four years. year period. That's a four wow. year period. And it's then incredible. you get Shaquille O'Neal, you draft Kobe Bryant, and you're back on the championship trajectory, even if they hadn't gotten there, even if they had some growing pains to go through. But the Bus family does not know. So four years, how yeah, to that's right. Because Kobe, Kobe to LeBron, it's not that it's not was not four years. So yeah, that's it was two years. It's Kobe retired in sixteen. Yeah, so you have six six yeah. total years from nineteen eighty to that's now. They don't know how to operate like this. That's like being in a you know, we have a lot of relationship analogies. That's like someone yeah. who always is in a relationship. You always got somebody next to you. You're always dating somebody. They can't just be alone. The Lakers don't know how to be alone and be single for a minute. And when they, and when they are single, you know what they do? They trade their pieces for Anthony Davis. Right? That's what they do. We get we see single. We we get the pieces. We get the pieces, and right. then we get we trade for Anthony Davis. They are now at, at in the words of Michael Smith, they are at an inflection point of their franchise because Anthony, Anthony Davis is locked up and you have to ask and answer questions concerning the future and not just the future, but how good and how great can LeBron James be? How good and how great can you expect LeBron James to be? If he cannot be your best player and maybe even your second best player, depending on how you view him this year, the way that you build your team must change. If you plan on squeezing out another championship, with those two guys as your headliners. It's not happening. Is not happening, not going to happen uh, in 2024. They will be watching uh, the NBA Finals, uh, but they will not be participating. Uh, here's what I want to end with this. Um, I, you know, I, just, I, I don't know how you feel about it. I don't, I don't want to lean one way or the other because I just want to know your thoughts on this. Here's Michael Malone. Nuggets coach, we were all looking forward to Nuggets, Sixers, Joker, Embiid. Here we go. It didn't happen. It led to a round of commentary, but here's Nuggets coach Michael Malone talking about it. 
We found out very late, and, and again, you know, I, I don't know how you go from being active, available, to out. And I'm sure the league will do their due diligence, and because that's frowned upon. <clears throat> and we've had situations this year where we've talked to the league, and they told us if a player goes from being active to out, there's going to be an investigation. So, you know, I'm sure that'll happen. I'm, and I'm sure that Durrell hurt his, he hurt his knee in the Indiana game. Like, that's real. I, we watched the game. He hurt his knee in that Indiana game. So I'm sure he is hurt. But uh, it's just really tough when a player and a team that, like us, preparing for them, and then all of a sudden, last minute, he's out. Oh, so 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 what you what what you saying, preacher? But make it plain, preacher. What you saying? Okay, okay. We we confused here in the congregation. Are you saying? Are you saying that Joel Embiid is ducking the Joker? Are you saying that something they knew he was hurt, but then they just wanted to make you prepare and waste your time? What are you saying? And Vinny Goodwill, what are you saying? Is there a chance that Embiid was ducking Joker? which seems outrageous to me, but what's your opinion? I mean, the numbers are the numbers. He has not played in Denver since 2019. And since we're on, you know, movie references today, or at least I am, Michael Malone being up there, you know what he reminded me of? You know what he reminded me of, Michael Holly? He reminded me of one of those opening scenes in one of my favorite movies, Mo Better Blues, where Shadow mm -hmm. Henderson was just up there with the sacks, and he's just going and going and going. Yeah. And Bleak walks to the back, and Spike Lee is like, what's up with your mans with these three-hour-long solos? Grandstanding. Mm -hmm. It's your band. Michael Malone, was that grandstanding, or was that competition? Because the Nuggets are in a dogfight in the Western Conference, mind you, right? They're in a dogfight to get to that number one seed. They're third. They got to leapfrog Oklahoma City and the Minnesota Timberwolves, who I'm confident that they probably will do if they decide to put their mind to it. So you need to get as many wins as you can. You don't have time to be worried about Nikola Jokic being ducked by Joel Embiid unless, unless yeah. you know that your guy wanted to get his get back and guaranteed that he was going to get his get back and y'all were going to win the game anyway. Nikola Jokic would never say that out loud. But he would say that to his coach, right? And I do think mm. there's an element of, you know, maybe Joel Embiid's knee flared up in that mile high altitude. You know, I'm not, I'm not a medical expert. I don't know how this stuff but works. It all, it's been flaring up for five years, <laughs> right? I mean, he ain't played there since 2019. Always flare up. You his know, you know what? It, you know, how I look at that. You know how I look at that? You know how I look at that? We crack on Doc Rivers for the 3-1 things, right? Doc Rivers, yeah. when he gets a 3-1 lead, y'all know what's going to happen. Each yeah. of those situations has its own story. But the macro doesn't look good. The aggregate doesn't look good. For Joel and B, one of those years he had COVID, I believe. He wasn't going to play in health and safety protocols back in those days when we, you know, cared about our health. You know what I mean? Like, so you can't say he was ducking him there. I don't think he caught COVID on purpose. You know what I mean? But when you consider that he hasn't played there since 2019, when you consider that he's put up 40-point games against Jokic in Philly and then was AWOL in those games in Denver, you're going to have people asking the questions, especially Michael Holly. When you consider this, 
Joel Embiid is not the stage, not only from a team standpoint or individually, where he can afford to miss games. Because of the 65-game rule, he cannot continue to miss games. He's four, I think he's like four or five games away from being ineligible for All-NBA, ineligible for MVP. And to make matters even more dire, they are tied with the Cleveland Cavaliers for fifth in the Eastern Conference. The New York Knicks leapfrogged them last night for third. So not only can you not afford to miss games for MVP, you don't want to find yourself in the first round not having home court advantage. Or then, even if you do get home court advantage in the first round, right. you got to play the Boston Celtics in round two. And we've seen those movies. So Joel Embiid well, needs to play, of- not just because he's valuable to the league, but because he's valuable to his own damn team. Well, speaking of movies, we'll just say goodbye on this. Since you brought up the Mo Better Blues reference, Bleak Gilliam's problem was not Shadow Henderson playing too long. That wasn't his problem with Shadow. <laughs> uh, what was Bleak had a different Shadow? problem. What well, was Bleak's Clark. problem with Shadow? Well, there was the Clark issue. You know, remember, you know, Shadow, uh, Shadow and Clark and uh, yeah, Bleak wasn't down with that. I mean, like, what, what, what's, what's Shadow doing around Clark? He was, he was always around Clark. And Shadow, Shadow won more better blues. Shadow won that movie. But Bleak, okay, maybe his career ended. Maybe he walked off the stage in shame. He couldn't play anymore, but he became a whole person. He became a better person. He became a husband. He became a father. He raised a young musician. No? Shadow no. one Mo Better Blues. Look, that was one of the okay, saddest we'll scenes there. ever. We'll stop there. Watch, watch stop. Watching Bleak try to play that trumpet. Oh, that was sad. You still the man, Bleak? Love you, Bleak. I won't sell it. I won't sell it. <laughs> I won't sell it. <laughs> All right, Vinny. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.